What's up, everyone, to the Mega Man Hour podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. What's up, guys? How's everyone all doing? Um, I just want to say thank you for the feedback, uh, the love. Don't worry, guys. I've been getting a lot of DMs. What's up with the intro song? What's up with the intro song? My boy, uh, my boy Martin Rizzo, he's going to try to do a song for me. He's like, what kind of type of songs do you like? I like indie songs. He's like, all right, I got something for you. So we're, we're working on that. Excuse me. Um, just taking little baby steps on the podcast. I'm loving all the DMs. I mean, they got a couple negatives, but hey, you got to get used to it. You know, it's okay. I'm not going to, it's not going to be perfect for everyone, but it's okay. You know, just work, you know, if they tell me, oh, I don't like this or I don't like that, I'm not going to get mad. It's just, it's a little errors I have to do and little tweaks. So the podcast is going to get better and better. And as I'm flowing, it's like I'm getting used to it. So um, thank you for the reposts of some people did. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people were saying, like, I like your podcast. You keep it real. You keep it 100. You're not fake. You have some good stories. Um, I know a lot of people wouldn't talk about their life like how I do, but i rather just um, for you guys to understand me and get to, get to know me uh, more. So thank you guys. So we're going to do a four-part uh, four episode. Part one, part two, part three, and part four. Because I want you to know my life. My childhood, my junior high and high school days. Um, part three will be like my marriage, how I got married and everything and stuff. The struggles and everything. And part four, kind of um, starting over and kind of regrouping and, and uh, until now. So, we're on part one right now, Mega Man's life. So, let's go back to how it all started. So, I hope you guys enjoy uh, this uh, episode of part one. So, I was, I was born in Long Beach. Um, I was born in Long Beach Memorial Hospital. I weighed about five pounds nine ounces, 19 inches. I was born June 9th, 1980. So if you guys always think of, uh, why does Mega Man say Mega Man 6980? That's my birth date. June, which is six, nine, which is day, and 80. You put that, you put that together, that's 6980, Mega Man 6980. That's why. <laughs> So everyone's all thinking, well, what would he say that kind of number? But that's my birthday. Just to let everyone want to know. Um, relocated to Wilmington, California. My dad, um, he worked in the shipyards in San Pedro, um, fixing uh, battleships and aircraft carriers in, uh, in San Pedro. My mom, she was a stay-at-home mom, but there was times she had to work part-time just in case if, you know, just if they needed a little extra money here and there because at those times, uh, Wilmington, if you live in Wilmington, you're pretty much working, you know, nonstop. And at the typical old school, like my mom used to stay home and take care of me or, you know, just 
try to do whatever they can to make it. You know, at those times, I they used to say um, it was pretty hard back in those days. So at those times, a lot of people were working the, at the, or were like longshoremen or working the shipyards and everything around the Wilmington, San Pedro, Long Beach area. So, yeah. So, um, I lived in Wilmington, um, lived in Wilmington till I was like about, uh, about 10 years old, I think. So we're going to go back to Wilmington. So I used to live, um, on Blinn Avenue and Ruby Dock Street. So if you're on PCH, you see Blinn. There's a little, I think there used to be a hotel, but I think they changed it. There's a gas station. I think there's a little Mexican restaurant. So if you go down that street, blend, go all the way, all the way straight down, you're passing the park. Then you're probably going to make a left. It's right before L Street. Make a right, make a left on Ruby Dock Street. When you hit to the dead end street, on your right hand side, there was four houses. So... We used to live in the back house, and we used to live in the front house on the left-hand side, sixteen twenty-two Ruby Dock Street. So my uncle Ray, we used to live. He used to own those four houses back in the day, and um, um, my um, all, most of all the family, my cousins, we all. We all live in those four houses. It was all family. So um, we used to live there. And um, I have to say this. Wilmington back in those days in the 80s and 90s was very, 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 very rough. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of drugs selling. There was a lot of shooting. A lot of gang, uh, a lot of gang stuff over there. It was a lot of junctions I just found out I didn't know about. Um... A lot of cops, a lot of helicopters, drive-by shootings, you name it. We, you know, I see a lot of syringes when I used to walk to to school and everything. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty bad back in the day, and uh, I didn't know that um, when my mom, like right after six p.m., everyone was like, "Hey, it's about to come inside now." So. I would only play in the daytime to maybe 6 p.m. or 6.30. Then after that, my mom would tell me you had to go get inside the house because back in the day, it was pretty bad at night. You know, you didn't see that much activity, you know, going on because, you know, there's gangs or, you know, drive-by shootings, you know, a lot of cops. You know, I heard the cops back in the day were pretty messed up, you know, police brutality and all that stuff. So luckily... I saw that stuff later before, um, in the end, when I moved to Carson, but we're going to get to all that stuff. So my cousins, we also play, we used to, I can still reminisce, you know, because it was my cousins like Mario, Angie, and Steven, and we got my Uncle Davey, had his kids, uh, Sarah, Amy, and Dave, Davey, little Davey. And Uncle Noe and Susie, then Uncle Ray and his son and everything. We used to play a lot. We used to, well, we're living, how we are living now, there was too many, you know, we have internet and all that. Well, back then there was nothing. We would just have imaginary stuff. we play together as family, you know. 
Um, we just get into mischief or just make up some stuff, play tag, ride our bikes, you know, play hide and go see. We're just kids being kids. And um, I miss those times. You know, I reminisce. I know everyone's grown up and they do their own thing, but there's a lot of times I still think about the past still because, you know, um, it was... How often do you get to really spend time with all your cousins, 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 like every other day? It's like, hey, what's up, you know? And going back, reflecting, I was a crybaby. I I was hyper. I used to tattle a lot. The kids, my cousins were older and I was little and they didn't want to pick me because I was too little and... He's like, oh, we don't want to play with you. I used to cry, cry, cry. They don't want to pick me. They want to pick me, pick me. And um, I miss those times. Seeing my cousin Sarah, Amy. I think they were going to a church school. Um, I think by this, I think by uh, by that. I think the church and they had a school across the street. And um, I used to play with my cousin. Uh, my cousin Steven a lot I think when I was little um, me and my cousin Steven um, I know he passed away there was a lot of times um, I think about him still and uh, I don't want to get a little emotional about this because there was times I cry sometimes because when I was little and stuff I we used to me and him were like super, super close and played together and everything. And uh, and uh, there's times are, you know, I he was like my one of my go-to guys, and I was we had pictures and um, looking back, you know, and uh, you know going up to Modesto a couple years ago, and I was looking through albums and uh, I saw a picture of my cousin Steven, you know, even. We're just, I can remember it was like behind the house used to be a tree and uh, it was like a lemon tree. And we, my mom took a picture of me and my cousin Steven and uh, it just dawned on me. And I was like, man, I miss him, man. I miss him so much. And Mario, then Angie, you know, I used to see my, my cousin Steven every day. Can Steven come out? Can Steven come out? Can Steven come out? And, and I know Mario, I think Mario at the time, I think it was in Banny High School, I think. I know Angie was a little older, and Angie would tell <laughs> Susie, he's, he's like, I don't know, he's busy. He's like, come on. Or they used to invite me in. He's like, okay. And we used to play a lot. But it was good times. It was really, really good times. Um, I don't know, there's always something to do. And uh, the one thing I used to like, I used to like the summers. Um, back in the day, they used to have a slip and slide, and we used to slip and slide like every day until twelve to five. We do it every other day, slip and slide, slip and slide, slip and slide. We we used to ride our bikes, and I remember my cousin Mario. I think they made a ramp, and they used to ride their bikes, and they made a ramp, and they used to do it. They used to ride their bikes into the ramps high, and this dude they used to flip their bikes. I was like, whoa. It was badass, and uh, I used to watch all that. All the kids in the whole street, we all get together riding our bikes, playing tag, this, whatsoever. We had some good times. We used to go to the junkyards, you know, just hide and seek, whatever. We would, uh, 
me and my cousins, we would go to the train tracks. I used to be, I used to love, love trains. And um, we used to get our quarters and everything put up by the tracks and the trains would run through them and smash them. We would do it all that. We'd play video games, swimming, um, going to people's houses. Um, a lot, a lot of good times. I miss those times. But um, we used to go to the liquor stores a lot. Um, there used to be a liquor store on Blinn Avenue. You're passing L Street on Blinn on your left-hand side, but they closed down. It was an Asian guy who owned it, and they used to have ice cream. It was right across from the, um, uh, what should I call, uh, Wilmington Park Elementary School. It's like a little liquor store. It was not there no more, but I see it still. They used to make sandwiches, ice creams. It's like a little market. If you forgot to get something at Lucky's or whatever, it's like a little market, you know. We used to go get some uh, Pop Rocks, Big Chew, chewing gum, sandwiches, ice cream, paletas, like all that stuff. And we used to walk back. But we had to hurry up and walk back. We only do it in the afternoons, like around 4 or 5, whatever, because after 6 or 7, I would notice, like, why do a lot of stuff close in Wilmington early, around 6, 7, 8? Nothing really opens. I didn't know at the time. And I didn't know at that time um, Wilmington was really, really bad. A lot of, you know, a lot of robberies I didn't know about. So we had a lot of, there was a lot of good times, a lot of reminiscing. But um, the more I got older living in Wilmington, um, I started noticing a lot of things. A lot, a lot of drive-by, drive-by shootings in Wilmington. A lot of gangs, a lot of, it was just really, really bad. So there was a lot of times when my mom and my dad, they used, when they were together and married, we used to go to church and um, we see a lot of helicopters. You know, we see uh, a lot of cops, you know, shootings, maybe two or three people that got shot and killed. But my mom would always tell me, look the other way. Because she didn't want me to see that, you know, a person laying on the floor and you see like a white blanket on them and you could see like blood going through the white blanket. It's, I just couldn't see stuff like that. My mom was telling me to turn away. So one night we we're coming home from church in Carson and um, I'll never forget this. When we're on Blinn Avenue and there's a park right there and um, there was a... Uh, I saw a lot of helicopters. I don't know what was going on. Well, I never see in my life. Uh, it was a war against the the Bloods and Crips. I have never in my life seen so many gangs ever in my life in 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 that whole part. And back when thinking back and knowing back then, I mean reminiscing, I think there must have been about fifty to a hundred gangs. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was to the point we had to drive around. We couldn't do anything. Cops blocked everything. We just had to go. It was just, it was bad. I'll never forget it. It was to my point. My dad was like, "That, that's it. Enough's enough." <sighs> never seen that before in my life. Um, just a lot of graffiti, a lot of fights. Um, I saw a lot of stuff in Wilmington. When um, there was a time, sometimes we would have to drive to. PCH, maybe go a little bit more upper to the 110 freeway to take the freeway to, you know, get to uh, to pick up my dad. 
we would uh, after school or some you know we would see so many freaking fights like three fights on the left two fights on the right just a whole bunch man i was like wow it was it was crazy it was crazy back in the day um i just yeah it was just it was so much stuff you know i just never seen it, it just kind of opened my eyes of how i saw things but i just try not to think about stuff like that um, there was a lot of good times, you know. Um, I used to be, I used to, when my mom used to take me everywhere in Wilmington. Let's go to the McDonald's over there. If you guys know McDonald's, if you live, everyone lived in Wilmington, there used to be a McDonald's, there's a McDonald's there. But right next to it used to be the Batty Park. So back in the day, when my mom used to take me to, to a little McDonald's because they had a little playground. Then after that, my mom used to take me to the Batty Park, you know, walk around, take me to the Batty Mansion. Um... I would go with my mom everywhere, and, you know, go to Avalon Street. My mom would take, used to take me to the library. There used to be uh, Lucky's. I used to go my mom. We used to go shopping a lot at Lucky's back in the day over there on Avalon Street. But it's not there no more. Now it's an elementary school. And the Avalon right next to it, used to, my mom used to take, we used to go to the bank, our first interstate bank. That's not there no more either. We used to go there a lot and shopping, um... Go to the library to get books, you know. I was just more hyper, hyper, hyper. I just wanted to do stuff. I just wanted to get out. And um, did a lot of things. We went to go see some Banny, Banny High School football games. We used to go to Torrance a lot. Uh, Carson, Harbor, you know, San Pedro. We used to go pick up my dad. And um, we did a lot of things. I still, there's a lot of times I used to miss... But there was also things I didn't know about Wilmington, but um, people used to say to me, don't go on the other side of Wilmington on PCH and Blend because I didn't know at the time there was race wars with the Mexicans and blacks. I didn't know about that. And a lot of people always tell me, don't go on the other side. Stay on our side with all the Mexicans around. Because you go on the other side, you don't know if you're going to get shot or not. Because there was a lot of killings. There was a lot of stuff going on I didn't know about. You know, a lot of cops are always on that side of the area. You know, a lot of drug activities over there. So I never, never went over all that to that side. But looking back now, I went to... Check out that side. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. But back then it was pretty bad. It was really, really bad. Saw a lot of people I knew that were on drugs. It was sad. A lot of everything. Um, <laughs> my mom was just so, like, overprotective. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I mean, it's all about family. I just stay at my, uh, my Auntie Julia's house. And or see my grandpa and grandma. There are houses right there behind a church on Blinn Avenue on Ruby Dock. Their house is right still there. They're still living there to this day. <laughs> One thing I hate about the summer, when I used to go visit them in the summer, it gets so hot because they don't have no air conditioning. It's like, ugh. I hated it, man. I hated it. We stood there till I think I was about eight or nine. I went to school at Wilmington Park Elementary School right there on Blinn Avenue. I think till I was, I only went there from first grade 
kindergarten, I think kindergarten, first grade. Yeah, kindergarten, first grade, I was there for a little bit. Then uh, my mom pulled me out. And my mom, uh, she enrolled me at um, Wilmington Christian School. It's right there by the 110 freeway, but it's not there no more. And I was there from first grade to maybe second grade. I liked it. My mom was a daycare teacher. She was going to school at the time in daycare. I think my mom and my dad were going to school at Harper College, you know, um, once um, my dad got laid off, my my uh, my dad got unemployment. He was going to school at Harvard College, and my mom was working part time, going to Harvard Harvard College too to be a, to be a teacher. She was daycare, be a teacher for kindergarten, first and second, and preschool and everything. And um, my mom, at the part time, she was doing being a uh, daycare teacher at where I was going to school at uh, at Wilmington Christian School in the afternoons. And everything. I think she was working there from maybe. I think she started at twelve and ended at six. I think so. It was a little part time job whatsoever. She was doing it five days a week. So I went there, made a lot of friends until the the school closed down, and my mom enrolled me at a uh, Harbor Christian School. It's over there on PCH. Take it all the way up to Western. Make a right on Western. Then you make a left and it's right there. My mom got a job there and um, my mom was a, a full-time uh, daycare and preschool teacher. And my dad, he got a job working for Sealand over there and uh, he got a good job. So little by little, it was, it was getting, getting pretty, pretty good. Um, saving up. I know they were gonna eventually going to move out. Because um, when it got really, really bad over there, um, I know once it got worse in Wilmington, my dad was like, that's, a, that's it. That's, we're going to have enough. And I noticed that we were the last ones to leave because my, a lot of my family, my cousins that were all living in those four houses and everything, they started moving. I think my cousins moved to Montana. My other cousins moved to North Long Beach. My other cousins moved here, there. So we're the last ones, and after that, once uh, once that was it, my dad's like, we're, we gotta go, we gotta move out. So we moved to Carson, and um, moved over there. I was, it was a different environment because, it, I mean, like I said, Wilmington got really bad, and you know, my, my dad kinda knew if we stay here, we're not gonna make it. So once we moved to Carson, it was a different environment, very quiet. I got kind of homesick because I missed all my cousins and my family and all my friends over there in Wilmington. And I didn't know anyone in Carson and I only had one friend, but it was a better life. And I went to Harbor Christian School and um, I made a lot of friends. It was a lot of good times and bad times and everything. Um, it was a big transition because um, um, I didn't see that much Mexican uh people there, just a lot of whites, blacks, little Asians, not that much Mexican people, not, not that much Mexican kids or whatsoever, so it was very different. Harbor City was very nice, you know, going to Torrance and on that area, going over the 110 freeway, it was very different, it kind of opened my eyes, because we really go over there, because I was so used to the Wilmington area, I never went past 110 freeway under the bridge, you know, just going past and seeing how it is. 
So I went there. I went to school there from, um, I think, from second to fifth grade. I met a lot of met a lot of friends. Had some good times. Man, that's when I noticed that um, first time I got bullied, and it really hurt me. People used to make fun of me because um, I got socked in the face by some kid, but it was, I didn't know, I don't know how it was. And back then, you know, people used to make fun of me because I had a hunchback. I was kind of like hunched. Um, I didn't, um, I was a late bloomer reading. I didn't know how to read. I was a very, very late bloomer. I was held back. I didn't know. People used to make fun of me. Oh, Steven, you don't know how to read. You don't know how to read. What you don't even, like, I used, I used to stutter a lot. Stutter, stutter, stutter a lot. And my mom used to take me to the hospital and go to a chiropractor because um, I was, I was, I was pigeon-toed. I used to walk pigeon-toed and people used to make fun of me. And, and, and there was a lot of times, guys, like, you know, um, I used to tell my mom and my dad, I don't want to be at this school. I want to stay home. I used to cry a lot. I used to get picked on a lot. And eventually, little by little, it kind of like just, I was used to it. I was more like a loner, talk to people here and there, um, you know, made up some friends here and there, had my first crush. <laughs> I had my first crush when I was in third grade. I still remember her name. Her name was Andrea. She was like a tall white girl. I think I was in... She was in third. I think she was in second, or or I was I was in third. She was in second. Oh, she was pretty in my eyes. I guess I still picture her till this day. So I don't know. And used to have a crush on uh, Kimberly, Susan, Sabrina, Ozaday. Oh man, reflecting on all that stuff just brings back memories. And uh, that school is nice. Just the first, when I was in third grade, I used to get bullied a lot. In fourth grade, I got better, got used to it, the friends. In fifth grade, I stood there. I still remember my teacher's names. Mrs. O, Mrs. Motes, and Mr. Brown. There were some good teachers, and um, I found out they all passed away. They were good teachers. Taught me a lot. And... um, Met some cool people, so I think right after fifth grade, you know, everyone kind of did their thing, but um, kind of noticed every year those friends, they would go to other schools, or maybe the tuition was too much, but I was still there till I was fifth grade, and I used to go to do a lot of activities with my mom at the school and everything. Once school was done, I used to be in daycare, I used to be with my mom and everything, go to church over there. I remember my mom took me, um, I met my first uh, athlete celebrity. His name was uh, Brian Harper. He played for the Minnesota Twins. He won a World Series with Kirby Puckett. And I think was when they beat the Atlanta Braves, I, I could be wrong, I think they beat the Atlanta Braves. Um, Brian Harper was at the church uh, preaching, taking pictures, signing autographs. Brian Harper had a sister. She worked at the school and everything, and uh, that was his sister. And uh, my mom's like, hey, do you want to see a baseball player? I was like, who? Like Brian Harper. Because at the time, I used to collect a lot of baseball cards. 
I used, to, I used to collect garbage pill kids and everything. I had a whole bunch. And there's one thing about me, when I used to collect a lot of baseball cards, I used to look in the back, you know, what's the batting percentage, how how many years he was, how, what, and they used to have on like tops, Browns men's, flares. Um, they would have their little info about them and everything. and. And I used to, I found whatever cards I got from Brian Harper. I I think I had about three or four of them, and um, I had them signed. He signed my baseball. I took pictures of them. My mom has all that stuff. It was like yeah, it was pretty cool. That was like my first like oh my god because you know you just see it on TV. So I was like kind of like starstruck. So like oh I was too nervous and I stuttered and I was like Ugh. you know I was just like wow you know. And people are like, you have, you got an autograph, you got this, you got that. And they're like, yeah, like, you just couldn't believe it. So, um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I had a good and bad childhood, you know. But um, I think everything hit is when um, when my mom and my, my dad, they split up. And my dad did his thing. My mom did her thing. Um, it, um, I still wanted to stay in Long Beach and, uh, Carson because I was telling my mom, I still miss my cousins. I still miss my family. I still miss my cousin Mario and, and Angie and Steven and, and, you know, Amy and, and Sarah and, and little Davey and, you know, I missed all of them because I was like, can we just go back to Wilmington? Because I was still reflecting because, you know, kind of hurt, you know, it's just like it was love. And it's like, no, we got to do our thing. So I didn't really understand why do we have to move. But I get it now, you know, when I grow up, I get it now. I now I know why. So me and my mom, we moved to, uh, moved to Modesto. And... Um, it was a big trend, very, very another big transition moving from Wilmington, then to Carson, then to uh, Modesto up north. And I, we, I, we hardly used to go there, but when we used to, because I used to love trains. My mom used to take me to the parks and see other train museums. We used to take the, my mom used to take the Amtrak. I used to go with my mom to the Amtrak train to go visit my family in Modesto. And um, I used to love trains. And, before I get to the transition moving to Modesto, I used, I used to, I used to be, I used to love trains. So my mom used to coach me. She used to get me all fired up because like, okay, we're going to go to Modesto. We're going to go see your family. We're taking the Amtrak. I used to get all excited. So our train would probably leave around seven or eight o'clock, but we would have to get up at three o'clock in the morning. So my dad would take me. There were times my dad, I think my, no, it was only me and my mom. So my dad would take my mom and me, and we would go to downtown, the Union Station. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, can't sleep. I'm like so anxious. We would go on the Amtrak bus. The Amtrak bus would take us all the way to Bakersfield. I'd be looking at all the deserts, look at the country. I was like, wow, because I, that was my first, that was my first time ever, ever leaving L.A. I've always been an L.A. person. And we used to go take the bus then it goes to bakersfield and that's where the m-track station started the train starts and once we got on the train 
I used to look at the window and look at all the cows. I never seen cows before, all the country. I was like, wow, the tractors. I just like, wow. My mom used to treat me out, you know, get pizza, like, you know, like get stuff in the Amtrak train. And we would like, I used to tell my mom, are we there yet? Are we there yet? I used to, because we used to go to all the cities like Bakersfield, Tulare, Wasco, uh, Mandera, you got Fresno, you got like Turlock, you know, went to get Modesto. We're like, oh my God. And I used to see all my, my mom's side of the family and it was badass, but it was like all country back then. But now Modesto is all bigger. So going back, so once me and my mom, we moved to Modesto, it was a big transition. I must have, I was done with fifth grade and this is starting sixth grade now. And my mom, we're living with my, uh, my grandma because um, once my, my mom's dad passed away in his sleep, I still remember that. That was a little traumatizing right there. He passed away in 88 and my mom took it really, really hard. And I think my grandma was living on her own. And my mom, moved, we, me and my mom, we moved in with my grandma in um, Riverbank, California. It was different back then there was not that much houses it was all country 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 and um i think we stood there to maybe for a year my mom was saving up my mom was working about three jobs i think she was working at macy's i think she was working somewhere else and she was a teacher she was trying to save up whatever she can so we get our own place and i went to school at stockard coffee um elementary school if anyone lives in Modesto, if you guys don't know where Stockard Coffee is, if you live in Modesto, there's a school, high school called Byer High School. Byer High School. And right behind it, if you go a little bit more, it's behind Byer, Stockard Coffee. I used to go over there and uh, my mom used to drop me off. But I would have to walk all the way to my aunt's house um, on Keller Street, right there. Uh, I'd be across from uh, by our high school, so I used to walk there. I made a lot of good friends and everything. It was different, super cool. I used to have some crushes, but I did pretty good. And I think I had a hard time because the adjust the adjustments and the learning. I had to do a lot of t- tutoring. I had to get caught up on my reading because my reading was getting better now. Because at the time I couldn't, I didn't know how to read and. I had a learning disorder and I got better and better. Just it took time and I was a little slow and I got once I did the tutoring, it took a lot of times for me to understand. I got quick and it got I got more better at it. Then after that I got transferred to Ustack Middle School. That's where um all the kids who were in sixth grade transferred to over there. Sixth, seventh, and eighth I was there. Um man. I was on track D. We had track A, B, C, and D. Track D, we had the coolest track. But there's one thing I didn't know. It wasn't year-round. We would probably have a month off and go back. Have another month off, go back. Like, we would be off. This track would go on. Once the tracks go on, we go off. So with something like that, it was kind of cool. I met a lot of friends, man. I, I think that's where I opened up. When I was sixth grade, when I opened, went to Ustack, I made so many fucking friends. So many friends, but uh, like again, I was mischief, you know, going doing bad, you know, 
had girlfriends, got into fights, whatever. I think it was too much for me. My mom pulled me out. I went to um, Calvary Temple, a Christian school, because at the time my mom was a preschool teacher. And um, she put me over there from maybe sixth grade to maybe, no, from seventh to maybe half of my eighth grade year. But um, I was there. It was okay. I just, I didn't really fit in with the kids. The kids, to me, when I grew up more, these kids were more like too much of a pussies, too much tattletaling, too much like teacher's pets. I was like, can't be around these, can't be around them, man. It's like, and they were, for some reason, they were just too racist. I just, they used to make fun of Mexican people and I used to hear it and I didn't like it. And that's where I feel like living in Modesto, there was a lot of, there was a lot of racist stuff. It was pretty bad. A lot of it was a lot of white people, but um it was I got that's where I had my first uh person calling me a wet bag. And um I didn't like it. It was I just didn't like the the area, the vibe. It was just like it was too much, you know. You know when you see when you live in a Modesto and live in all those small cities, you know there's a lot of racism over there. And you see pickup trucks with Confederate flags. It was that's that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And I don't know, I just didn't like I just didn't like that school for some reason, like the vibe. I told my mom about it. And I told my mom, please, I don't want to be at this school. Just say I was like begging her to I'll do whatever I can. I'll do I'll do good and whatever. Just pull me out. I wanna I wanna go back to with my friends. I miss my friends and everything. So my mom did. Transferred me back to uh, Ustack Middle School from um, my eighth grade, my seventh and eighth grade. Went back. I mean, no, eighth grade. I'm sorry. No, seventh and eighth. I'm sorry. Well, well, eighth grade. Yes, I'm sorry about that, guys. And I was there for a full year. Made more friends. Had my first girlfriend. I had my finally first girlfriend. I was like, wow. I used to date a lot. I was a little player because we're all like, dude, I were just dating, you know, you, you'll get love letters, you get numbers, you know, like, oh, here about Steve and this. We used to talk on the phone for like hours. My mom would be like, come on, get off the phone now. And we used to like, when I used to like a girl, I, I used to go call this radio station. That was it, uh, 104.7, the hot 104.7. It was a radio station out in maybe, I think it was in Merced. You can get it if you get that good reception. Just if you have it, just a little one before it gets all static, and you can hear it. It's like you just gotta play with the radio lit. I used to do shots. I want to dedicate this song and tell her I love you. I miss you. I see you. I see you stack tomorrow, baby. I used to be like that, you know. I was like that. I was like that. That love, that love guy, you know, and the next day, like, oh my god, I heard you, Steven, and like, they'll be so happy and everything, and you know, the cool thing about it is, when when I was in junior high, and I liked a girl, and she had her friends, I would, like, write before, uh, before I went to school, I used to write a letter, and I used to do it, and I used to write it, 
then I would look at it, have a little rough draft, and rewrite it, and and have a little hearts, and and have a little picture. My mom used to take a picture of me because of Polaroid. I said, "Here, mom, let me pull this from my wall and pull a picture of me." So my mom used to take a picture of me, Polaroid, and I used to put it on that letter. Then I used to have cologne, and I used to put cologne on the paper. So when she opens it, she get the smell of me. I think I used to have some Aspen cologne or some Stetson cologne, uh, New West Jupe cologne. And I would tell her friends, here, this is for um, so-and-so because she's going to go in class or whatsoever. So the only time I would see my girlfriend is maybe on certain periods for like 10 or 15 minutes. Then we would have lunch. There was also times I would sneak out because if I had class and I would go spend time with her at her lunch for like 30, 40 minutes. And the teachers get mad at me. Like, Who were you? Like, I went to the bathroom. It doesn't take you that fucking long to go in the bathroom for fucking 40 minutes. Who were you? It's like... I just made up lies because I just wanted to see my girlfriend, you know, and knowing the fact we're in different tracks, I try to do whatever I can to see my girlfriend. So she used to be like, oh, like, oh, my God, you know, like she's like I and she used to write letters and she would send them back to me. So we didn't have no taxi or no cell phones or, you know, that was old school shit. So we had a little had a little messenger, you know, like. We had our friends or messengers send this paper. We did this and all that. And we would see each other after school because sometimes she would go to our house. There was times her parents picked her up. I still remember her name. Her name is Sadanet Keith. She was half Cambodian, half Chinese. My mom did not like her, of course. <laughs> Caught us sneaking in, kissy and all that stuff. We're like, what the fuck? You know, get out, get out, get out under the bed. We used to do it. We used to talk forever. That was like my first love, man. Oh, my God. I just kissing. We, I used to... Because once... Um, we were different tracks. So there was, if I was off for a month or I'm off, I would wait for her. And I used to walk her to her house and everything. Hold hands, kiss, you know. And people were like, oh, my God. Like a Steven and Sardinette, you know. And it was just... The good old times, man. It's like, it was good. But there was also a lot of times uh, I used to get into a lot of fights. Um, it was pretty bad. A lot of fights. Some good. I mean, you have sixth graders fighting against eighth graders. Eighth graders fighting against seventh. There was like a little rumble, man. It was, I got into uh, a couple fist fights. Um, there was this one person. Um, his name was Joey Grimaldi. As a white kid, um, talked a lot of shit. We used to get into fist fights a lot in the bathroom, and uh, he, I got like a black guy. He got fucked up. Well, I didn't know at the time. He was so pissed off. He wanted to retaliate. And he wanted to. He had a big old long knife. He wanted to shank me. Those times, I had to bring a knife. My mom doesn't know about this. There was a lot of times I had to bring a knife, a big knife. Used to be a lot of a lot of uh, rumbles, a lot of rumbles of a lot of those are different types of gangs. They had brothers who had high school. They have other gangs. There used to be other uh, kids from other schools to come. They used to come maybe with three or four carloads deep with with guys, and we used to be into fist fights. It was back. It was bad back then, and I used to hang around with my friends. You know, um, I know Michael is probably going to listen to this. My boys, Mike Ayala, Joy Casillas, Mike Lawrence, Guy Lawrence, Josh Reynoso, you know, Mike Beasley. We had like we had like a, some Joy Grimaldi. I mean, we were cool after that. But Justin Lawrence, like we had like some, we had, there was times we had some fights. We got each other's backs. 
play basketball, rep talk shit whatsoever. But there used to be a uh, Willie. I'm a Willie. We got into a uh, Jason Waddell. There was a lot of stuff. We had some good times. You know, we we're wild back then. Oh yeah. And then we used. To, I used to be in this basketball team, and um, they used to have it like in the lunchtime against like a basketball team. We were called. It was me, Mike Ayala, Jason Waddell, Joey Casillas, and Mike Beasley, and Justin Lawrence. We were called the Nopeless. <laughs> I think it's called No Friends or Nope. I don't know Nopeless. And we used to play other basketball um, teams, whatever. Like you know, whatever, and uh, whoever. Two on three, four on four, whatever. And uh, we lost to, I think it was this all black team. I think it was Lawrence and some other guys, Kirby. And we got our asses kicked, but I think they lost. But we went all the way to a championship. We had nothing else to do with talk shit. We just formed a basketball team. And we took it all. And I remember when we won the trophies, that's when track A and B were off. And when A and B came on, they heard about, whoa, you guys won fucking trophy man. If we were here, we would have kicked your fucking asses and all that shit. I was like, oh, fuck. And uh, it was good times. The, um, some people asked me, did you play any sports? Yeah, I played sports in elementary. I played baseball for the, for the Braves. That was like when I was like in um, fourth and fifth grade. Um, I played sports... Um, I played football, basketball for Ustack Middle School for a little bit, and I played football for the Modesto Patriots. Uh, I think seventh and eighth grade I played for like a, it's like a Delta League, you know, like a Pop Warner, but it's like a Delta League. Played the first, you know, we used to, we had a good team. My seventh grade time, we had we had Larry Benitez. We had we had some. I mean, looking at them now, I think one of them, two of them played for the NFL. But that was like back in the day. We used to play the Mesto 49ers, uh, I think the series Bulldogs, Empire Eagles, River, River Oak Redskins, uh, Lodi Huskies. We, one team we always had a hard time trying to fucking beat was um, the Gulf Chiefs. Man, they're fucking big. Big motherfuckers. Played then, then I once I got eighth grade I played football again. It was we had an okay team. We lost all our good players and everything. I was a good kid. I think I was into mischiefs. Got into a lot of fights. And tried to do good. My mom was working two or three jobs. You know, I was just doing whatever I did. Got into trouble. Almost got arrested for stealing Vodka bottles at Long's Drugstore. Can't come here again. Um, there was a time some guy threatened me with a knife. Went back to my house, got my bat. Wanted to kick his ass. He got scared. There was a lot of fist fights and everything. Um, my mom was... Luckily, I my mom was so happy that um, I made it because that's when... Um, I started uh, getting very, very mischief and got into a lot of trouble. I just didn't give a fuck anymore. I think the more older I got from when I was like 12, 13, or 14, and that's going to be for part two. But um, 
my mom was just happy that I graduated eighth grade at USTEC Middle School. And a lot of people, my mom, a lot of people doubted me. Like, I don't think he's going to make it. He's a troublemaker. There was a lot of times I almost got into continuation. There was a lot of times I got into, I got suspensions. I almost got expelled. My mom was worried. What's going to happen? You're just too much. I can't deal with you. I was just, I get it. My mom was, my mom was a single parent. You know, my dad wasn't, was never around. My dad lived his life. It was hard for my mom, you know, raising me because I just didn't have that father figure no more. And, uh, you know, my dad was absent for a while. But um, knowing what I know now, look, reflecting and looking back at my childhood life and everything, it kind of opened my eyes how I see things and how I just had it pretty rough when I was little. And uh, I don't want to be like that with my kids or my daughter and everything. But with my kids now, it's like I'm having a hard time because... I'm trying to be there for my kids, but me being a single father, like I might be work, you know, there's times I work two jobs, you know, they're at school, I need a rest, I'm doing this, I'm paying the bills, I'm doing dinner. It's like, I'm just doing, I'm like, I'm like doing 30 things at once. I'm spending time and I just don't want my kids to be distanced from me. I want to spend time and take them out. And I know with my, my oldest, my son, he has autism and um, it's a hard, it's very hard. That, that kind of drains you a lot. And um, with my son, my little one now, he's a little cutie pie, Alexander. But um, he's getting to the point, he's getting very, very shy now. And I, when I see him, I see me because he stutters a lot sometimes. And he's very shy, doesn't want to talk. That's how I was. That's how I was. Trying to push him to make more friends and play sports and everything. But... uh I had a good time. I had, would I change anything going back? Not really. It just opened my eyes of how I see things, and I learned a lot. Um, I did a lot. I learned a lot on my own, and I made a lot of good friends. I, there's a lot of times I go to certain areas like Carson or the stuff I used to go to, or in um, Harbor City, Torrance, and Wilmington, and also in Modesto. I know a lot of my friends that they all grew up, they're all doing their thing. I think I'm see I see a lot of my friends. I still have some friends on my Instagram and Facebook. I went to to junior high and high school with, not really with elementary or no, just mostly my friends in NorCal. I see them. Um, I see like I still you know talk to. Um, maybe uh, Mike Ayala. Mike Lawrence, Joy Lawrence, Christina, Joy Casillas. I think he got married to Lissa Barr. But a lot of them, they're all doing their own thing now. But, uh, so yeah, so a lot of good memories. A lot, a lot, a lot of good memories. Wow, just, just looking back and I lived a good life bad life, an ugly life. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. You know, I always say this. If you can make it out of Wilmington, you can make it out of anywhere, man. I just don't. I always, I love, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of family that live in Wilmington still. 
and I get it, but I think it's hard to get out of. But um, I always feel Wilmington one day. Well, my dream to see Wilmington is have a lot of a lot of entrepreneur small business, open a lot a lot of small businesses, and just bring how Wilmington used to be. You know the good times. They, they just they should make a lot of lot of more small businesses, maybe make a brewery, make a little movie theater, make a little indie theater. There's just a lot of things I see. And, uh, you know, see what happens. You know, who knows? There's going to be one day a person's going to take over all Wilmington and make Wilmington beautiful one day. That'd be that nice. We do need a Starbucks. I know that. You got Dunkin' Donuts, but yeah, you do need a Starbucks. I don't know if they have one or not, but I think they should. But yeah, man, I'm telling you, the places I used to go eat, I used to go to Foster Freeze, Red West Pizza. Uh, there's a lot of Mexican restaurants. That Chinese place right there, Taco Bell, Domino's. Name it, I've probably been over there, but it's been a long time. There used to be a Wiener Schnitzel. Um, I think on Wilmington Avenue and PCH, I think there was a Jack in the Box there. But I think before that, there used to be a pizza place. My mom, my dad used to take me over there just to go get pizza. And they used, there's one thing about I used to love about Wilmington. We used to go to the video stores because they you could back in the day you could rent movies. Also, when I got Nintendo, I started renting Nintendo games too. So. I, I love that stuff. You can rent all these certain games. I used to love playing Nintendo. Like, oh, we got this new game. We got this. Or sometimes, like, my dad used to know the video guys too much. So when there used to be some new vo- new uh, new videos, like, I think his name was Bruce, I think. And it was it, the video store was right next to Red West Pizza. I mean, he already know he had two little. So the guy, Bruce, would kind of, like, talk to my dad like hey I got this movie and this and this so we was like okay I'll get it so we had the first releases it was like it was not bad it was pretty good but yeah uh, so that's um that's part one of my life you know my childhood like I said we got we got part two and part three and part four but um that's part that's part one of my life when I was my childhood so we stopped right there from uh, eighth grade because part two, we're going to talk about my high school days, my college days, mischiefs and all that. I think more when it, more of the, the, the part three and part four are kind of going to be very dark and uh, it's going to be very serious, good and bad. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed um, this episode. Um, this is going to be episode 5 Mega Man's Life Part 1 um, You can follow me On Instagram uh, Mega Man 6980 Also You can find my uh, The Mega Man Hour podcast On uh, Google Podcasts Spotify uh, Castbox Overcast Pocket Cast Radio Public Stitchers, Anchor, and iTunes. Um, do I have any shout out shout outs this week? Um, I think I'll just do three. I want to give a shout out to Queen Diva Mommy. Um, she's one of the Yo 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 Monkey Armies. Um, she's in Sacktown. 
Um, I'm glad that she came. She had a good time in uh, Europe. I'm glad she's safe. Also, um, uh, Mario Cruz. You know, um, he's gonna be come spend a night with me <laughs> when the Martina Huda Moreno's uh, extravaganza, boost extravaganza comes. Shout out to him and also to um, my boy uh, Alfredo. 80s Alfredo and oh and also thank you Nicholas he's he's been a uh, uh, usually if you see the pictures I usually tag him um, on my stories Nicholas he does all the pictures uh, like the Mega Man with the beer talk and the one I'm ringing the doorbell so yeah he's uh that's my boy Nicholas shout out to him and I kind I just kind of noticed uh um, Dodgers lost today. I don't want to be talking shit. There's some lot of Dodger fans. I don't know. It's gonna be a pretty good series with the Brewers. All right, then, guys. So subscribe. Uh, give me feedback if you like the episode. Um, follow me on Instagram six nine eight zero. And you guys have a good night because it's ten twenty eight, and I have to go to work at twelve thirty. So uh, later, guys.